you know, you want, you want to talk about other stuff or it goes other places. I'm, I'm an open book. I don't. Awesome, man. Agenda or whatever. I want to serve your, you and your people. Share in a group. Loading, loading, loading. All right, we're live. All right, good morning, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us. So episode two of the Legend Training Talk Show, and I have an awesome guest with me today. I have Andy Petronic. Uh, I have known Andy, guess, I guess it's close to two years now, um, met through uh, his Warrior Week, and uh, I have seen a journey in him that's been amazing, but I want to give you a little bit of background on Andy. So who is Andy? Husband, father, former Marine, he's been a business owner many times over. He uh, co-founded and was the chief growth officer for Whole Life Challenge. If you haven't seen that, there was this amazing program where they really help people with habits and just getting everything under control. Uh, former owner and founder of CrossFit Los Angeles, but really excited about where I've seen Andy go in the last few months, almost maybe a year, really helping people with what I find to be one of the hardest things we talk about in legend training, which is mindset, meditation, mindset, like learning how to control, learning how to use the mind. So Andy, welcome. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Thanks, Nick. It's good to be here. So give me a little bit of background, like what was the big shift in the last year or so that made the focus of mindset, meditation, the primary target? Because it's it's been a big part of your practice for some time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a pretty traumatic year last year. I, uh, I'd never been in a situation where I had a business operating that was that had dropped off like a precipitous cliff whether that was a perceived cliff or a real cliff or a perceived like failure or not failure but i never had a situation where i didn't come up with a solution that worked and um this was this was that scenario and it really triggered a lot of the um, emotional hooks in me like I am the, the 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 hooks were I am my business, I like that like there was no separation. If my business failed, which it didn't fail actually, it's going still going great. But uh, if it if in my head it failed, <laughs> the story I was telling myself was you're you're a fucking failure, and it's a failure, and it's dead, you know like, and so these emotional ho hooks just were so deep that they uh, forced me really to deal with them like i mean i can't really think of another way to put it, it, it i didn't you know with through, complete with panic attacks and anxiety and like things i'd never seen 53 years of life and i didn't even know i knew what they were on paper i'd read about them but and in the process of working through it which i didn't you know like it's, it's kind of surreal even thinking about it. Um, 
uh, I just got very clear that the, the, the way forward was not about what showed what I was showing out in the world. The way forward was what was going on inside. The way forward was the inner game, the, 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 the stories and the mindset and the, the, the way I was treating myself and thinking about myself and the misunderstanding that I had really since I was a kid that I'm not enough, that I'm not good enough, that I'm not smart enough, that I, that I have to prove myself, that I'm gonna be left behind by my friends if I don't, you know, if I can't play basketball, if I can, if not a good enough basketball player to play with them, or if I'm not a, you know, don't say the right things or get enough, get a good enough grade on a test or whatever that, whatever the hell it is. And um, meditation was a big part of slowing down the flywheel, you know, that it's like the tachometer was redlined and I that the only thing that really helped was slowing it down. I, and I, I think you, you hit on something twice inside of there. And, and before that, I want to go back because I forgot to say it in the intro. And I, I think it's a big part of you. Uh, the laugh and the smile, everybody, you got a little glimpse of it with Andy. His laugh and his smile is the most contagious I've ever been around. So hopefully we'll get a few more of those throughout the talk. Um, but you hit on something inside of there is you talked about your business you had all these stories and these feelings about failure when it really it itself wasn't failing. Did it have a, a big drop? Did it need some changes and some, and some adjustments? Yes. And I think that's where as business owners and professionals, we let these stories just begin to wreak havoc on us. And we think it's all external, but you said it, it, it was me. It was the, the way forward was inside. The way forward was through me. And I think people realize this in some sense, but the thought of diving into it, the thought of, wow, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to meditate or I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to open up. And it's just to myself. It's just me in a room. It's, it's scary. So well, like, like I got, I definitely have some things to say about that. So if you approach meditation or sitting down with some sort of an agenda, you're, you're trying to do something. Like you're trying to rid yourself of this anxiety, fear, worry, pain, you know, upset, or because somebody told you, you should sit down and do this. And meditation is something to do. You will, you will have a very hard time. It, it will be, it's not like going to the gym and going, okay, pick up that dumbbell and go pick up that dumbbell now. Like, it's just not, that's not what it is. It's, it's the art of being comfortable doing nothing and not worrying if you're not doing doing it right like like um you can't do it wrong it's not it's funny there's somebody that commented I, so the whole life challenge does start on saturday and i'm even though i'm not involved um in the business anymore i use it as a tool with, with my clients and it's a great still a great tool and it's a six-week game um and my team is called better together meditation and uh so i have two <coughs> A lot of people on the team, but uh, there, there are a couple of people who are commenting like, I suck at meditation. I'm terrible at meditation. And my comment has been, it's impossible. You, it's not, it's like saying I'm terrible at sleeping. Now you may be terrible at falling asleep. You may have a hard time 
getting to sleep. But once you're asleep, you're not terrible at it. You're actually really good at it because you're your natural state, right? So meditation is the same way. You may have a hard time. First of all, you may have a hard time stopping and convincing yourself that it's worth it to not do something. That was my hang up for years. Like, I don't have time to not do something. I have too many other things to be doing. And that's not enough. It's not, it's not worth my time to be doing nothing for even five minutes. And that would always win out over what I thought, you know, what I thought was I wanted to do was I thought I wanted to meditate and then I would not meditate because I had too many other fucking things to do and it would get in the way. Um, so, you know, look, if you sit down on the couch, close your eyes and take 10 deep breaths and it takes you a minute and a half, you've meditated. I mean, I, I think that's a great example because a lot of the men and the women I have worked with and, and I'll use myself as example. When I first started, like sitting down for five minutes in just like peace and silence was excruciating. <laughs> like I, I would, I would, I would, I would like myself to my child, like sitting in the chair, like squirming, like, oh, now my foot itches and now my leg itches. And totally. oh my God, you know, and it's like, Jesus Christ, Nick, it's five minutes. Mm-hmm. But you, you hit on the really good point of like just taking any time you have 10 deep breaths or putting it in that's meditation. And I think, you know, you, you said like, I didn't have time to meditate. I think that's most of the, the population right now is they don't see the benefit immediately. And we are a creature in a society of instant gratification. So it's like, if it doesn't pay off in spades right away, well, it didn't work for me. Right. And that's why I wanted to have you on today is having worked with a bunch of people. I think there's so many that are stuck in that story of, no, it didn't work for you because you didn't give it, you didn't give it any time, not a lot of time. You didn't give it any time. Well, it's, you know, it's funny, Nick, in just what you said, it just brought up some, some thoughts that I still struggle with. Look, I, when I, in the mornings, I have a, I have a pretty solid morning routine that involves meditation. But if I, if I get on my phone and I start looking at either, I like Google news or even news in Facebook or whatever the source, Washington Post, whatever, whatever your sources, you know, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, whatever. And I start scanning the headlines and start reading, you know, a newsletter. I, I get sucked in. It's like this vortex. I was, I just literally wrote about it this morning because this morning it took me, before I went out for my morning run, it took me 25 minutes. Now, do I need 25 minutes? If I didn't have a phone and I wasn't connected to the internet, do I need 25 minutes? Like I got to get up and take a dump. I got to, you know, like, but that doesn't take me 25 minutes. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. I don't know if you know who Ben Greenfield is. He's a big person. He ta- he says it takes him 45 minutes because he only goes once a day. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I know some guys have really good control over their biology and physiology, but that seems a little extreme. Hemorrhoids? Uh, I mean, it's not, that doesn't sound good to me. But but I get what you're saying. There's all these distractions that keep us and we start to find these, these time sucks. Yeah. You're, or like, like I have another one at night. If I, if I get on that same band thing at night and I get, and I, and I start going down that, I don't, I won't go to sleep. I'll stay up for 20, even if it's just 20 minutes, you know, like, it makes a difference. It makes a difference for me anyway. Um, those 20 minutes where I, where I should be sleeping. So, um, you know, I, I think just recognizing the, 
I think when we when we started down this road of social media and news the way we did back in you know 2008 2007 whenever it all kind of started snowballing, we opened up this vortex into this thing. We're all part of this social experiment, and we don't know really where it's headed. We don't know how it's you know where the hell is it going to lead, but 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 I think some of the responsibility lies in our need to be responsible for the choices we take and to to find a way to cut that umbilical cord to cut that that addictive quality of that of that of that damn phone and not you know like not even turn it on not even not go there and and look i know that's not directly related to meditation but if you're doing that for 5 <coughs> minutes instead of choosing and you're telling yourself that you have to do that you can't slow down for five minutes or too many things that you need to scroll through you might not say that that sounds ridiculous but uh but you do it you might not say it but you end up doing it you're scrolling for five minutes you you had five minutes and you didn't take the five minutes um that that's the that's the battle in just getting like I think in the Zen world, they, they say, you know, it's the battle to just sit on the cushion, get on the cushion, like show up on the cushion. And I mean, that's why I started this, this live Facebook group on, uh, uh, you know, uh, I do a live meditation at 830 in the morning, Monday through Friday, because it's different when you have, when you do it with other people. It's like in the Zendo, when I was a member of the Santa Monica Zen Center, there was no there was no choice. The, the bell rings and you're, you, you're not, you're not tempted to do anything else because there's, there's people around, you know, like it would be obnoxious and it's different doing it with a group live. As much as we want to say as humans and individuals that like we're in full control and then we make all our own decisions, we are still very much a herd animal. Like I like in what you're, you're, group meditation in the morning reminds me of people who say, I can't work it out at home by myself. Like you have $10,000 worth of fitness equipment in your garage, but you'd rather spend the 19 bucks a month to go to Planet Fitness because it's just the thought process of leaving my home and being in an area with other people. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the same thing with the meditation. I love that quote you just said, just sit on the cushion. Just like where I struggle with is just getting, because I know sitting on the cushion is going to be a challenge. But if I then engage and I get into a group setting or something like that, I'm like, okay, I'm here and right. I got to try and be quiet. Cause if I'm not quiet, I'm screwing with Bob over there and Jill over there. So I've got to give my, my whole into it. I mean, I will tell you from a coaching standpoint, one of the most interesting things for me to watch was at a warrior week like yours or warrior week, like others watching 20 men who are like in one of the most intense scenarios they've ever been sit down for 25 minutes and try to close their eyes and be still where I could have my eyes open and watch the body language. You have not asked for more from 20 men for 20 minutes in a long time in that situation. And I think that's what everyone struggles with, with meditation. So that brings me to a question for you. I know there's no perfect setup, no perfect scenario, but in this group, we have a lot of business owners. They go deal with that same thing you talked about. If I don't have time to take time, like what's the best setup to maybe start a meditation practice? I think people try and jump into the deep end too quickly. Yeah. 
Like what's a good way to start a meditative practice? Well, I mean, it's really what I, what I already said. Um, we can do it right now. Just close your eyes and take five deep breaths. There, there, you've, you've started your meditation practice. <laughs> it's, it sounds ridiculous. You know, like who in the world is going to say, no, I can't do that. I mean, no, there's no way I can start that. You don't have, you don't have to get out of your chair. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything. You can be at your kid's soccer practice, close your eyes, sitting in your car and shut the, shut the radio off and take five deep breaths. I mean, if you take five deep breaths, assuming you have, you know, you don't have emphysema, you know, that's probably going to take you a minute, you know, or you're not, you don't have COVID and you're coughing, you're hacking your lungs up. Um, uh, you're uh, probably a minute. Okay, cool. Can you do that again tomorrow? Can you do that again the next day? And, and just make it really, really, really easy. Minimum effective dose. I love Tim Ferriss's, you know, when he, I know that's not his concept, but it, he brought it into the world of habit change and, and fitness and health, you know, what's the least amount you can do that will move you in a direction that, that gives you evidence that you're improving? The least, not the most. Don't do 10 minutes. Don't, don't let yourself do more than a minute, even if it feels good. Like let your, finish wanting more. I like that, finish wanting more. Okay. Uh, because I know we have a lot of question people in here and they're going to say this. Okay, Andy, well, you said do a minute, do five breaths until you have evidence you are improving. Well, what's my evidence that I'm improving? You just have to trust that, you, you, first of all, I, there are not very many people that I've, I've had do that that don't immediately feel a difference. Like you close your eyes, even just closing your eyes, fuck the breaths, just close your eyes for, for a minute. Don't even worry about what you're thinking about. It's different than it is if your eyes are open. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's anybody actually that I've talked to about this or that I've had do this that doesn't feel a difference. And that's it. That's it. You know, like, you know, I, I talk to people about three areas in which you can you can attempt to control in your life one it one is preparation the second is is um execution and the third is outcome well two out of three of those you have the ability to actually control and, and your reaction to the outcome but you can you can control your prep you can control your execution you the outcome you know if you're a baseball player, you know very well, you have no control over who's playing shortstop the day that you hit a line drive that should lead to a triple, but there's a guy that's six, seven playing shortstop and he freaking jumps and grabs the ball and you're out instead of a triple, you're out and it's the end of the game. Like you have no control over that. That's the outcome. And so in meditation, one of the traps and dangers is to be looking for the outcome. What's the outcome? How am I better? What's, what's better in, in me? And, and you know, I, I looked at, I looked for that for years and it's why I quit. You know, I, I, I meditated at the Zen center for like seven years, three days a week, five o'clock in the morning. And 
I left the Zen Center when my son was born because it was just too much. I, I was just overwhelmed with, well, you know. Um, and uh, I did not meditate at all. I, I didn't even, I'm like, what meditation, what? Like, I don't do that at home. That's just something I do over there. <laughs> just a, yeah. it's my Monday, Wednesday, Friday activity. It's in, I'm not yeah. doing it anymore. Yeah, if I don't go to the gym, I don't work out because that's what I do at the gym. I can't do that in my house. I, like, why, how can I do that? And um, because I was looking for the outcome, like what's the, like, well, this didn't do anything for me. This didn't do anything. So ah, yeah, I don't really need it. And um, I think that you don't know when you're gonna see the impact of, of meditation, the, the outcome of, of what it does. Um, it, it's very much, in the moment and practicing, you know, the average person thinks 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. I mean, what? That's crazy. That's like a thought a second, you know, and it's, that's what I mean. That's the flywheel that, that we, we don't even, you know, how you, you can have a, you can meet a, like this used to happen to me when I was in college or, you know, I'd meet a girl and I would have like a flash of, we're married, we've got kids, we've, we've got a house on the Hudson River, you know, like in upstate New York, and we're, we're living happily ever after, whatever the scenario was. And it would happen in like three seconds. I could create an entire, like, our brains are incredible at doing that. And so giving our brains a reprieve from that, that barrage of, of thinking, even if it's, like I said, just five deep breaths, is so impactful in those in those five deep breaths. You may not notice anything five seconds later. Okay, just keep knowing. If you listen to enough people who have gobs of wisdom, I, I, there are not many that don't talk about the the benefits of of meditating in, in their life. So part of me had to just trust in faith that they knew something I didn't know. It's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on here is because I've seen how much time and, you know, energy you're putting into it. And you nailed it on that. Like, I can't think of one very successful, famous person where if you read a biography or you just read a news article, they talk about, they have some form of practice. Like, but probably the funniest one to me, but he's an absolute believer in is it is Tony Robbins meditative practices. I don't know if you've ever seen his live shows. He jumps on a trampoline. Like, I'm like, what are we, three years old? But yes. hey, that guy obviously knows something I don't know, and it works for him. So, you know, this is what I wanted to share with the group is that I, I don't care what kind of practice you have. I don't believe you care what kind of practice they have, it's, but have a practice. Yeah. And I, I really like the three steps you shared. Like, that just kind of got my brain rolling in so many ways with whether whatever your meditative practice is, the two things that are in your control are preparation and execution. And the outcome's just going to be what it is. And I immediately started thinking about all the failed times I've meditated, all the times I've talked to people I've worked with, coached, just spoken with like, yeah, your meditation wasn't working because you were expecting an outcome. Mm -hmm. You were expecting to sit down on the cushion. All right, I'm going to give it 20 minutes. I got my, I got my chai tea and I got my, my drums playing in the background. By the end of 20 minutes, I'll know exactly where my life is going to go for the rest of my life. <laughs> totally. 21 hits and you're like shit i have more questions than i had before yeah 
this didn't work. No, it worked. You opened yourself up to the possibility. You just, you wanted an answer that maybe cannot be answered. Right. <laughs> like you, you expect suddenly your Yoda or your, or your, you know, like that's gonna, that's gonna be the outcome. You're, you're now a Jedi because you could do 20 minutes. Of I mean, I, I had that too. It's not, I'm not immune from that. I, I had that too. It's one of the reasons I, I quit doing it. I've, I've moved into a different state around meditation and a more of a, I'm just showing up. I'm just showing up. I'm just showing up. And I've recently, I've been doing um, two 20 minute meditation sessions a day and uh, in silence, as opposed to, you know, some guided meditation or bells or music or whatever. Look, that's not any better. It's just different than, than what, you know, and if you need, in my meditation group, you know, I start with a thought for the day. Like we get, we start to, we start to move into meditation. I talk people through getting started and every day I talk through the same things. And then I read a little, a little poem or a, you know, like here's a thought for the day. And then I talk about it for about three minutes or four minutes. And then the rest of it is in silence. So it's a combination of, of, uh, you know, of silence and guided and, and, um, but shit, there's no right way. The right way is the way you'll, you'll do it. You know, like I used to say that about exercise is curves, the right ex the right thing is CrossFit. The right thing is, is yoga the right thing? I don't care. What will you do? That's the right thing. And then what will you do tomorrow? And then what will you, you know, go for a run. Okay, great. I'll go for a run. Okay, awesome. And then the next day I'll pick up a kettlebell. Okay, awesome. Like that's your workout for the day. I, that's, that's what works. Um, question I have for you that I had gotten into a discussion with is we don't want to, and you brought up the whole outcome thing. When you go into a meditation, does it make sense for someone to have a specific topic to go into? I see this a lot with businessmen and women I work with, leaders specifically. Of, they don't know how to handle a situation. They know that maybe they reacted the wrong way with an employee, a client or something. They want to find a little more detail. Now, when you say prep, execution, let the outcome come. I'm wondering if maybe that's going to butt heads or can we still use meditation to just let the mind, let the body open up to maybe give us some insight we couldn't see? Yeah, but if you go in, like I think one of the words you used, you said was use. And I think that's a very tricky word. Um, you don't want to use meditation as a thing to do something. And I, I think if you, if you allow yourself to think of it as a tool to do something, you set yourself up for, well, that shit doesn't work. Or, or wow, I just did 15 minutes and I came up with the solution and then that solution doesn't work? Fuck, what, what is this meditation shit? It, 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 like, you don't wanna think about it as a tool, like a hammer to, to get the nail into the, into the wood. It's not, it's not that. That's why, that's why the practice, like the regular practice is so important. You know, uh, have an upset at work, meditate. Have an awesome day at work, meditate. Have a great day with your kids, a family week, meditate. Have a great vacation, meditate. Have, like, it's just, it's just what you do, not as a reaction to something or not as a tool to fix something or to make something better. Those things will happen 
as a byproduct. I mean, shit, it's very similar to the, the mentality that I used to have at my CrossFit gym when I said, you know, we're, we're not, we don't set an objective of, of having you look good. We look, we have great looking people that train in CrossFit. We, we just do because that's the byproduct of doing the work, but you show up every day to do the work. You focus on the doing of the work in the work, you know, and then the other shit that happened, the outcome is what happens. Um, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, I really like the way you said it is don't use it as a tool because I feel like that's the biggest flaw. I can't say worldwide because I haven't been that much of a world traveler, but at least in the United States for the men and women I've worked with is it's absolutely what we're doing is we're using meditation as a tool. We're, we're writing it into our calendar <clears throat> and saying, I'm going to do it at this time for this amount of time for this outcome. And it's, we're already busting apart the whole reason we should be doing it. Uh, and then by doing what I asked and saying, Hey, I have a certain situation. I'm going to meditate on it. Well, now we've lost the sight again. Whereas right. if you, if we do what you say, just show up, just do it every day. It's going to start to culminate into I don't want to say a gift, but almost just an insight that your body may naturally start to be able to pick up. And well, it is, it is beautiful. I think you saying that like a gift, it, it's a gift to yourself. And it's, uh, it's really a gift of the most precious thing you have, which is your time and your, your energy and your, your, and, you know, to go back to, we were talking about, you know, something going on at work, you know, one of the things, you know, if you're meditating in order to figure out the solution to something going on at work, you know, one of the things that, that we, we all are stuck with is this idea that there, there is a problem and there is something wrong. And if we're, if we're hooked into, I mean, look, I know they're very real problems in the world. That, that sounds a little crazy what I just said, <laughs> but it's not the problem that's the problem. It's your, it's the way the problem has hooked you that very often is the problem. Like think about your wife and hook, you know, your wife tells you, can't you just throw your dirty laundry into the hamper? Can you make it into the hamper rather than throwing it on the floor? Or can you like, or can you fold the laundry? Those are, those are things for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific uh, examples all of a sudden. So, <laughs> but they, but it's, if, if I get upset by those things, I, life has just revealed to me an, an something around which I don't have freedom because I'm, I'm hooked by the thing that, that, that she said, and I'm immediately transported. If I go into anger or upset, I'm immediately a victim of her, of that scenario. And I, and I, I've lost my own power to actually be who who I want to be inside. Like I've lost my connection to love and my, and to um, respect. And I've moved into another, because I'm protecting this idea that I'm not enough, not worthy. And, and she's triggered that in me, she, you know, that that's, and so meditation is not a cure for that, but it, it opens up space for you to be able to slow down enough that you can start to see that there are there are uh, mechanisms running that 
you can't see if you're move, if you're going at 3000 rpm 6000 rpm you just can't it's you know you're a reacting machine and um so although you you won't necessarily come to those conclusions in one meditation session over time and practicing you will become more fluent like learning a language um and start to think differently and start to slow down and see and start to see things differently that you just didn't even see before. I think that's the biggest, the biggest takeaway I would want people to see in the possibility of meditation. You said is it, all it's doing is opening up space. Mm -hmm. And when we can open up any type of space, we're just giving ourselves one little instance of possibility to see a different possibility. So I always like one of the one of the phrases I use in coaching. It's it's a space creator is use the phrase consider the possibility. I can tell someone they're an asshole straight to their face. They're going to get upset. They're going to get angry. I use the phrase consider the possibility you're an asshole. I created just enough space for them to stop. Maybe right. I am, and then they're pissed off at me because I still called them an asshole. But that's what meditation is doing is it's just creating that little instance where the brain can see both paths and make an actual, hey, maybe we should go this way. Normally we wouldn't, but today something's pulling me, something's pushing me that way saying, this is the way today. Let's give it a shot. Because guess what? If it doesn't work, guess where were we at? We're right back where we were. Yeah. I, you know, I love that, Nick, I, that consider the possibility. I mean, that's a beautiful example of a little tiny shift in the way you say something that puts space between um, somebody being somebody taking personally what you said and somebody being like, huh, maybe maybe it is possible that I'm an asshole. Like, huh. <laughs> it just makes you think about it. So, yeah. but that's what meditation is doing is giving us that space to think about it. Whether we know what we're, whether we know what the brain is going to make us think about or we don't. I think that's the beautiful part about meditation is even when I tried to go in outcome based, like, Hey, this is what I'm going to think about. It was very rarely longer than 30, 60 seconds that my mind was completely right. somewhere else. Um, so I, I, I really like to open up the space possibility. So wrapping, I, go ahead. I would just say, I would just say, let yourself, it's okay. If you find yourself down a wormhole of thought, you don't, fall into the trap of calling yourself wrong or calling the meditation wrong that oh god all i did was either i fell asleep or i you know all i did was obsess over this problem that i'm having or whatever there's no wrong you're just showing up and that's that's one of the weird things about it you can't you can't fuck it up you you, you can't fuck it up so while you may want the experience of enlightenment from your meditation session. I haven't had it yet. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have. I mean, there are certainly some sessions when I feel like I am more peaceful at the end than I was at the beginning. And there are others where I don't feel more peaceful at all. Like I'm like, what the hell was that? Um, so just stay out of that trap of using it as a tool to solve something or fix something or as an opportunity to think. Because thinking is different than, I, those are valuable too. 
sitting down to think about something or talk it out with someone. That's one of the things I do as a coach is, you know, I give somebody the opportunity to just think out loud. <clears throat> and that's super valuable. That's not meditation. This is, you know, like, don't fool yourself into thinking that I'm just going to sit down in my chair and I'm just going to close my eyes and I'm just going to think. Well, that's actually the opposite of, of that's a different intention, super valuable, but very different. Meditation is turning down the fly, like the flywheel is the think, the thinking, and that's the thing that you're trying to like slow down. So um, it's not a chance to think or to think more directly on one thing. Like that's, no, that's not, look, I did say a second ago, you can't do it wrong. So if that's what you do, that's what you do. <laughs> but, but if you find yourself doing that repeatedly, it's just something to consider. Consider the possibility, I'm gonna take your, your cue, that, that, that that's thinking more. And really what you're trying to do is open up more space and you can't open up more space by thinking. I love that, it. That space is closed. I was gonna ask you to kind of sum up real quick how everyone could get started, but I think that last that last bit right there, you beat me to the punch. It's it's perfect. Is take the time to just create the space. If you find yourself thinking you're not doing it wrong, but consider the possibility if you didn't and you slowed down a little bit more, the space that you could open up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Andy, is there anything else you want everyone to hear? Any other uh Tidbits, uh, before we get off, so your Facebook group is- uh, Better Together Meditation. Better Together Meditation. I'm gonna put the link in the post so everyone can do it. And it's 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday through Friday, yep. Monday through Friday, yep. Um, I mean, we have people that join from all over the place and they listen to replays. We have people coming from the East Coast at 11.30 if they can at work. Um, we, we have probably 10 minutes every morning of like connection and the, the sense of community, kind of like if you were walking into a church, you, you don't just walk in and the church sort of starts at 8.30. You know, there's a, there's a lobby and there's people talking and greeters. And so we greet and we talk and the talking is weird because it's a Facebook group. So there's not a back and forth. It's quiet, <laughs> but there's people typing. And um, <clears throat> a lot of people have been doing it now with me for like nine months. And so there's a lot of camaraderie and a lot of connection happening with people that are in the group. And, uh, you know, some people show up once a week, some people show up once a month and some people show up every stinking day. And so, um, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great place just to just, it's free. You know, it's a good, just great place to kind of get, get yourself going and do it in a way that's different than just using an app because apps are great a headspace and, I mean, I've got four or five inside. I use, I use Insight Timer, but you know, there's Headspace, there's Insight Timer, there's there's Fit Mind, there's um, um, there's Waking Up, there's there's um, um, shit. What's the one by Kevin Rose? Oak, and they all have different cool elements, you know. Um, so experiment with those, but there's something different about doing it in a group with people live. And that's why that's why I started the group. And um, yeah, what else? What else can I say? I mean, I you know, like I do this. This is part of my coaching. So this is part of my my coaching practice. And um, 
um, you know, I just love being able to offer something to people that I love the fact that you're having this conversation with me. Like this is, this is kind of a new thing, even though meditation has been around a long time. I just really honor you for being willing to have a 45 minute conversation about something as woo woo as meditation. You know, it's not, I, I will, I will bet you dollars to dimes in the next year or so you are going to see mindfulness practice and meditation absolutely blow up. Uh, I'm already seeing little hints of it inside of the, the world that we all both used to be a part of the CrossFit, like fitness world. I'm seeing some of the high level coaches start to work on it with their athletes, like how to be a more mindful athlete, seeing businesses get very involved in it. Um, yeah. So it's one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you in today is we know the power of it. We've seen it work. We've, we've, we've done it well, we've done it poorly, <clears throat> but it's going to be big. And it, it's absolutely a necessity for everybody to have some form of mindfulness practice. I don't care which way you do it, whether you meditate, you journal, as long as you're, it's what you said, opening up space inside of your head and not letting yourself consistently be just beat down by everything going on in your life. Because there's a lot to beat down right now. I mean, yeah. it's not, not just the stuff in your life, but the stuff out in the world. I mean, oh. we're inundated with it's way worse than it's ever been it's and it, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon i had said it for the months leading up is everyone who said hey 2021 i'm like what's magically going to change when it hits midnight I said, I said the same thing nick i was like what do you think is going to be different on january 1st than yeah. on december 31st nothing changed and if anything it's only gotten worse so yeah. um you know, I appreciate what you're doing, Andy. I wanted to bring you on. I really hope some of the people inside of my group take advantage of what you're doing because um, the practice of meditation and mindfulness and everything is so important. And I, I think you're ahead of the game for some people because like I said, I see it blowing up inside of a lot of big industries shortly and they're right. going to be looking around going, hey, I need to figure out how to do this. Who do I go talk to? Right, right. Well, if, uh, if any of your listeners out there, you know, have questions, they can DM me on Facebook. I'm very findable. Um, I'm very accessible. So maybe too much accessible. Hey, a note to self. I need a, I need a, I need a, <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate you and thank you again for coming on guys. Take Andy up on it. If you have any questions, please shoot him a DM. I'm going to drop some of the show notes into this post after along with his group. And I hope you guys all had a great day. And we will see you next week on the show. Andy, thank you so much, man. Oh, that was great. That was great. Um, so one of the things I, I'm doing for guys who do this is I'm going to send you, once I can get it downloaded, I'm going to send you the recording. Okay. And then I also have a program that gives a full transcript. So oh, if you wanted to read through it, because I find, at least for me personally, when I read through videos I've done, I find like these nuggets, like that needs to go on my website. Uh, Are there, um, is that, is there used to be a, is it a free transcription service? Is it, there's one, what's, what is it called that you use? I use one that's actually on my computer. You download it. It's called Descript. Oh, wow. Um, it's 15 bucks a month for unlimited transcription. There's other ones like Rev and they charge you per minute. I yeah. just found it easier to have it on my computer and just pop it on there when I was done. Yeah. There's another one that, that, after I stopped podcasting that somebody told me about, I can't remember, it was, it's free. Um, but I always, I did try it for a while and I found that, because um, I wanted to publish the transcripts. Yeah. Um, I found that there were so many wrong um, transcriptions yeah. 
elements that it took so much time to fucking fix. I, was, uh, if you, I mean, if you've got a legit podcast, you got to hire a service. There's a couple really good services out there that do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this one's got, it's not, not perfect. It's going to come It's back. pretty good. It's pretty damn good though. That's that's cool. Yeah. I'll send it to you once it's done. Um, okay, cool. cool. But yeah, that was awesome. And I appreciate it. So. Yeah, no, it's really great. I love talking about it and um, I haven't really thought about, I do tend to, be a little ahead of the curve. I mean, shit, everything I've done, it's, it's been before anybody else really thought about it or did it. So I'll tell you, do you know who OPEX is? Uh, James Fitzgerald OPEX. So their big push right now is the mindful athlete. Like they're about to launch it because oh, wow. I used to be an OPEX owner. Like they're like beta testing it. Right. Right. And it's all the stuff we're talking about. Like, Hey, have mindfulness. Like mm-hmm. when you're not working out, don't be thinking about working out. Take some time for you to like just live your life. Like, right, right. So it's gonna be it's gonna be big. It's uh. Does uh does James have a podcast? I don't know if he has a specific podcast. No, they do a lot of stuff just on their YouTube page. Right. Um, yeah, I I mean, their email list is always good to be on. Yeah, I might reach out to to him because uh, <laughs> he's on my podcast and um uh you know i'd love to set myself up as a as a expert in this area that would be kind of cool yeah talk to him um who else do i know talks about it a lot um mike bledsoe who runs the strong coach they're huge on mindset um is he still running that what is he that like i haven't talked to i haven't connected with mike in a long time his uh his his new one they're making a big push right now he had started it he had left uh, Barbell Shrugged and started the Strong Coach. And <clears throat> I had seen some stuff last year. And like he had done some, uh, or not last year, maybe it was even 19. They had done some get togethers, like some retreats. And I thought they had kind of fizzled out, but his marketing has been in my Facebook feed like crazy the last that's three weeks. That's funny. Now, now it probably will be because we're talking about that motherfucker. Um, uh, but I haven't seen his marketing. I know he, uh, he does stuff with a guy named Mark England who yeah. used to run a program called Procabulary, which is all about yeah, language. I like Procabulary. I, I did the Procabulary thing. I really like that program. I was actually re- thinking about redoing it recently. Yeah, it's really, I never, uh, I did part of it. I, I was going to bring my whole team in and the whole life challenge and then we decided not to do it. So um, I should probably reach back out to him and um, yeah, we did it when we were a gym. We had all our staff, like four of us, but we we all did it together. And it's a, it's a good course. I mean, there's a lot of programs out there. And that's that's why I like bringing in guys like you. It's like if someone was asking me, like, how are you bringing in other coaches? What if someone goes and works with them? I'm like, if they go and work with them, they were meant to go and work with them. Like, I can't work with everybody. If someone resonates with Andy, it's because they resonate with what he's teaching, what he's doing. And I've done my job. The rising, rising tide puts all the boats, yeah. you know, and I, it's, I think it's little brain thinking. Look, I, I mean, look, I'm not immune to it. I, I definitely get soaked into like, oh, fuck, I can't have that person on because <laughs> like they, they're going to take, you know, take my business. It's, it's just, I just have to talk myself through it, you know, and um, uh, it's not, not where I want to be, like yeah. open and allowing and introducing and presenting and um yeah, no, if you think of other people that would be good to uh, get out in front of, I'll, I'll, t- I'll reach out to Mike and James and um, uh, 
other places that might have, you know, who else is, uh, I know Jeremy Teal has a, do you know Jeremy? I know of him. I don't know him. Yeah. Um, I know he has a podcast. I don't know <coughs> what his, uh, yeah, CrossFit Central, they've been doing that for a long time. Shit, since right around when I started. Um, it's, uh, it's a crazy world in the CrossFit world right now. So Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I like, it's funny because I, I know that the new owner, I can't even remember his name. Um, you know, he's an affiliate owner. He's in Boulder. I, I know that he's talked about wanting to revamp the whole affiliate structure, but he seems to be putting a lot of emphasis again on the CrossFit games, which, which is, um, I don't fucking get it. Like it's insane too, when you don't have all the money with Reebok behind you anymore, like what's going to happen? Like, how are you going to put that same level of show on? I don't know. Uh, and I like the open, I mean, the open, I think the, at the biggest time was like 500,000 people and it's dropped off over the last two years. And um, I don't know why that can, I think, well, I know why, because Dave that's Dave Castro's thing. Um, but I don't, I don't get, it, it doesn't seem to me that the power of the brand is about the extreme tip of the spear athletes. It's different than triathlon. It's different than, because triathlon, anybody can go out and ride a bike and run and swim. Anybody can. And, or it's different than football because anybody can go out and throw, have a catch. I can take my kid out and throw, not everybody can do fucking squat cleans. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, not everyone can go climb a rope. <laughs> right. Climb a rope. I mean, remember Rich Froning couldn't fucking climb the rope when he tried to win that you know, way back in the day. And I'll tell you one of the things that, one of the things that sucked for Reebok is the timing of its athletes or not for Reebok for the CrossFit games. There's no, there's no uh, back and forth right now. Like it was great. Froning's story was amazing because it was like, here's this out of nowhere kid couldn't do this. And then all of a sudden became this guy. Yeah. And it's like Matt Frazier. Oh, he's the new one. Oh yeah. He's crushing guys. But it's like, okay, it's five years in a row of Matt Frazier just kind of fucking demolishing everybody. Who cares? Right. Like you, you need some parody for your sport to succeed. Like 100%. 100%. every single year in major league baseball, if the San Francisco giants won every single world series, like even giants fans after a while, we'd be like, Hey, we'd like to lose one. It's like the Patriots. I mean, really yeah. it's like the Patriots. I'm thank God the Patriots are, are in the to toilet. <laughs> yeah. But see, but like, imagine if in a year or two, they're all of a sudden really good again. Like everyone says, Oh, it was Brady, not Belichick. You give him yeah. two years and he revamps it and they start winning again. Everyone's like, everyone's going to be watching football. Right. Right. So, no, it's uh, it's a problem. I I don't know. There's so many. A lot of people. They got a lot of people at the gates right now. I know uh, Stu McLaren's program is kind of taking off his affiliate structure. Um, oh, you mean they have a lot of a lot of competitors at the gates? Yeah, like he's he's got this whole thing. I can't remember what it's called, but they he was a CrossFit affiliate, and now he's teaching his affiliate structure where there's a way like people get to pick their programming. He also does a lot of work with them on maximizing gym space. Like, so he does a lot of business coaching. That was always yeah. the downside of CrossFit. It's like you pay three grand and all you got was the name. You, know you didn't you get a coach. Nothing. You didn't get anything. Right. And you got <coughs> worse than that. You get, you get put into an uh, assess, uh, not a cesspool, but a, you know, like a community of people who are basically your competitors. Yeah. Oh, race to the bottom everywhere. Race to the bottom. 
yeah. Race to the bottom. Yeah, it's insane. So, there's, I mean, I moved here to Parker, Colorado. There's two in Parker. There's two in Castle Rock, which is five miles away. There's one in, like, there's six within, like, eight miles of me. And they're all just, like, offering deal after deal after deal. It's not like, hey, this is what we are, who we are, here's what you pay. It's like, oh, yeah, come in for 100 bucks a month for your first six months. And, and I'm just like, hey, having been an affiliate owner, you can't survive doing that. Or at least you can't survive doing that if that's your only job. Now, if you just have the money and you open that gym to have the gym, good on you. Yep. Um, yeah, it's strange, crazy. Strange situation. So, well, I appreciate you, Andy. If there's anything I can help you out with with your stuff, man, uh, you just let me know. I'll get you the video and the transcripts. You use it as much as little as you want. Are you still yeah, in touch yeah. with anybody in war in the Warrior fold? Like any of the coaches or any of the people that yeah, were on some stage? of them? Yeah, I, I talked to Matt Blanton couple times a week uh i co-coach i'm an assistant coach for uh do you remember jesse yule yeah of course yeah i'm an assistant coach for his program um talk to sam here and there um that's probably about it well, if else kind of if, i don't know if any of them have programs like you or you know like i would be a good person <sighs> to bring in for a you know like this kind of thing but if if it comes up i would really that'd be awesome i'd love to um yeah i'll talk to matt he may want to reach out to you. he does a lot of his business coaching is very like mindset uh biohacking like a lot of body physical mental stuff um yeah i'll keep i'll keep keep you out there Sweet, man. all right well uh this is fun and um you know if i end up doing something you'll be first on my list of people to reach out to i appreciate it man but not yet not for a little bit <laughs> um well the first thing you need to do is get your website done yeah no it's I, <coughs> or at least take it down because i went to go scrape stuff for your introduction and i was i was reading i was like oh this is good this is good and i got a bunch of notes and i was like this is all for his old business i need to not use any of it <laughs> yes yeah and i and i haven't i haven't really decided yet how much to leave out i can't i can't i'm not gonna leave out my bio but i but uh you know like on the new website they scraped all my my living room workout videos and while they're awesome, they're awesome videos and they're awesome workouts. There are like 45 of them on YouTube. I'm not sure that that aligns me as a coach in the right way. I'm not, I'm not sure that it doesn't. And I'm not sure that it does. I, I don't know. What I, what I would do is keep it in the background. So when people get into your coaching program and they're working with you and they're like, man, I really got to do something physical. You're like, hey, look, I've got this library of videos that you can use. I'm happy but to give them to you. But not front and center. It's not a, it's not a front end offer because then it's going to confuse. Well, I thought I was talking to him about mindset. Now he's trying to yeah, pitch yeah, me yeah, on yeah. some workouts. Yeah, but right. it's, it's, like, it's like what I do with mine. I'm talking to guys about lifestyle and business, guys and girls. And I get into lifestyle talk, but it's more about like, hey, just live a better lifestyle. Yeah. And then we're doing a lot of business talk. Then they get in there like, man, I really need to get on a workout plan. Well, I have 10 plus years of writing workout experience. I still have my software. So I'm like, look, I'll write you workouts and I'll train you like I would as a trainer, if you'll do it, that's the big one. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna write you workouts to watch you not do them or yeah. go hire another fucking coach. Yeah, like, yeah, so. I do the same thing. I, although I don't, I won't even make that. <laughs> I, 
I don't want to write program for anybody. I hate writing programming. See, and I so, never, I never minded it. I always liked writing programs. So when the, I only got about a few of them doing it. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So right, I'm right, sure right. if I got to like 50, 60 clients again, like, Hey, I need program. Like, fuck that. Well, it would get in the way. It would get in the way of, uh, you know, the other shit you wanted. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, dude, I got to go. Um, All right, Andy. Thank you again, brother. Thank you. All right.